Hey guys, welcome to episode 128 of the JV Club. This is the live at LA PodFest episode that I actually just did last Saturday um, with my marvelous guests, Kether Donahue from You're the Worst, which I again cannot stop saying good things about. And I'm so excited. This is a timely release of this episode because we just found out that we were renewed for season two. So I'm so, so, so excited about that. Um, I just am such a huge fan of of the writers and the creator and uh, the actors on the show. I, I can't wait to get back to work on it. I feel I will have to wait a while because we probably won't start shooting for a really long time. But uh, very, very cool news on that front. And uh, congratulations to everybody on that. Um, I say that like I'm not a part of the show, but I'm such a fan of the show that that's sometimes I just feel like a fan. Anyway, and then of course, I had the marvelous Honey Honey come live onto the uh, podcast stage there at the Sofitel Hotel. And thanks to LA PodFest for hosting uh, the podcast and all the other wonderful podcasts that were present there. If you want to see the video version, you can. You can see the uh, version that was recorded on video and streamed uh, live at the time, but it is also available for the next couple of weeks. You can go to LAPodFest.com for more information on how to see it visually. Um, Honey Honey was, uh, I will say, miraculous. And um, uh, Suzanne Santo being, of course, a guest that I had on the um on the guest side, uh, at my humble home, uh, quite some time ago. Um, so she and her partner, Ben just blew me away with their amazing music. They let me sing a little bit. That is kind of an embarrassing thing to put out there, but it seemed like a really good idea at the time. Uh, I want to catch up on a few shout outs. Um, I have so many, uh, lovely little emails that I wanted to just respond to. Um, Nissa, Nicholas, Carolina, Jessica, Ellen, Dumo, Brianna, Don, Margo, you, you sent great emails. Uh, Dylan, I got to give you a major shout out for your email. Of course, um, on Facebook, I want to acknowledge Jacob, Hannah, Brooke, Alana, Jason, Vince, Jody, and Taylor for your, uh, wonderful notes and comments. And uh, I'll get caught up on Nerdist, um, as soon as I can. I've also been trying to try to stay on top of, of Twitter a bit. I want to also just quickly say, of course, I will be at the uh, New York Comic Con. I think everything has been announced now schedule-wise. I'll be there doing a Cora panel. I'll be there doing a Cora signing, uh, some press for that, and then also the Thrilling Adventure Hour, some signing, some panels, an improv show, two Thrilling Adventure shows. I'm not sure what the ticket situation is like for those, but uh, the Thrilling Adventure Hour website will have all of that information for you as well. And uh, I'm so excited. And then I'm going to be over in Phoenix um, at the Comic Media Expo doing an appearance for Cora there. Okay, boy, that's a lot. Uh, it's great to be back with the ladies. I hope you enjoyed the Aaron Foley episode. Um, and uh, I hope you enjoy this episode from the LA PodFest. Guys, talk to you soon. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey, remember when... We could save kittens from trees Or lunch on skyscrapers Bring the villains to their knees Maybe we should Move someplace new Or build time machines To go and get us back Do-do-do-do-do-do Back before we were brittle do 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 Back before we were brittle Hey, remember when All of time stood still And really all you need Was a peck from her Maybe we should 
trade for some physics or black market spines to go and get us back do 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 back before we were brittle do 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 back before we were brittle do 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 back before we were brittle do 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 back before we were brittle honey honey ladies and gentlemen oh my gosh oh amazing I'm going to unplug this. Is that cool? Uh, for those of you who uh, listen to the podcast regularly, you will no doubt recognize Suzanne Santo, who uh, did the podcast some time ago. Um, I feel so incredibly honored to have them be a part of the show. They are so busy and constantly traveling and getting big record deals and moving back and forth and being all over the place. And, and uh, I'm just I'm, I'm incredibly enthused and, and happy and thankful that you guys are here. So thank you so much. And we'll have them do I love you guys. Um, a couple more songs, some Honey Honey songs, and, uh, and that's going to be fantastic. Um, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you guys, uh, for those of you who are watching streaming, um, I'm so glad to welcome you here, and I don't know how it is that you managed to drag yourselves out of bed uh, on a Saturday at noon, um, but I, I super appreciate it, and I'm so glad to see you. And, uh, and another person who dragged herself out of bed but somehow looks like she's been up and in a makeup trailer because she's a beautiful, beautiful woman uh, is my dear friend, Heather Donahue, um, who is uh, one of the stars of the FX show I've had the pleasure of being a part of uh, called You're the Worst. Um, Heather Welcome. Come on up. Yeah, come up. You brought me. But I don't think, but do you remember that I can't, I can't have gluten? Yeah. <laughs> this cookie prize will be awarded to. I see what's happened. I see what's happened. Um, here's your microphone, darling. Cool. Uh, Heather Hi. and I, I play Heather's sister on You're the Worst. If you've not seen that show, I uh, strongly encourage you to do so. It's quite wonderful. I don't want to get in your light. Um, thank you so much for coming, Liz. Thanks for having me. My extreme pleasure. Um, have you, th- this is like a really nice hotel that I feel like oh, I... Yeah. I wanted to have. I've, I wish we that I had a like, room here tonight. I mean, I mean, we can have some fun. We probably won't do that. We All probably the won't do that. Can come to our room. Our tonight. party suite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think if there was ever a time in my life where I would have had, where I would have done that, where I would have had like the the party suite. Maybe. I think I always would have done it. And I, I still would. I know. You're a fun-loving gal. I am. There's, I've never sounded more ancient than just then. <laughs> She's a fun-loving gal, everybody. Fun-loving. Um, and, and you are here more or less permanently, question mark, or not well, sure? Because you live in New York. I'm from New York, originally born and raised. Um, I technically still live there. Uh, I only came out originally to do the show. Um, but I like it here so much that I'm extending my stay. And, and I'm looking for an apartment, if anyone knows Oh, wonderful, knows wonderful. Kelly's looking for an apartment, everyone. <laughs> uh, we welcome your live tweets. Um, what uh, do your friends in New York say when you admit that you like Los Angeles? Do you have friends in New York who are oh, snobby about it? Well, I still pretend I don't like it. 
good plan. I secretly like it, but I have to pretend I don't like it to my New York friends, or else I, they won't yeah. be my friends anymore. I feel like I still do that, and I've lived here 10 years, and with yeah. my San Francisco friends, I have to be like, oh, you know, well, I used to I'll live be back. Here. I used to live here from 2010 to 2013, and then I moved back to New York because I wasn't getting any work out here. And then the minute I moved back to New York, of course, that's when I booked a job out here. Yeah. Uh, but the whole three years I lived here, I held on to my New York driver's license. Because uh, I think there's like, when you grow up in New York, it's kind of like a, you're, you're kind of attached to your New York identity. I'm amazed so, that you had a driver's license. I feel like so many of my friends who grow, grew up in New York didn't even, some of them don't still drive. Well, I didn't know how to drive. I learned there how to go. drive in 2010. I learned how to drive in one week in New York. Uh, the move happened very quickly because I had booked a job and I had to move out here. And my ex-boyfriend at the time, he was going to move out with me. And he was like, well, I'm not your, sh- like, I'm not going to be your chauffeur. Like, you're going to need to learn how to drive. And I was like, no, I don't expect you to be my chauffeur, of course. <laughs> so he taught me how to drive in one week in New York. And so I got my driver's license in one week. And then my first day out here, I got my first speeding ticket. <laughs> Um, but I didn't even know I was getting pulled over. I was driving on the PCH, and I was, like, enjoying the drive because I'm a new driver. Sure. I'm like, yay. So then I see this cop... Or, no, I, we pull over to get gas, sta- uh, gas at a gas station, and I see this cop car behind me with his sirens going off, and I'm like, oh, I guess the cop is getting gas, too. But, like, <laughs> I guess he's, like, really, like, anxious to get gas. He Urgently getting on. gas. So I, like, roll down the window. I'm like, oh, officer, like, you should pass me. And he pulls in his microphone, and he's like, no, I'm pulling you over. And I was like, oh, my. And I'm like, Nick, you know, my ex-wife, I'm like, we didn't train for this. Like, what do I do? Like, do I pull over the gas pump to get a ticket? So I pull over and I'm driving this shitty renter wreck from the 80s with like dents in it. So I don't have a registration. I just have a rental agreement. I don't even have a license. I just have the piece of paper that said I passed my road test. And so the cop looks at all these documents and he's like, this explains everything. (laughs) And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then he looks at it and he's like, I hate to ask you this, ma'am, but uh, how much do you weigh? And I was what? like, excuse me? I was like, I knew L.A. was superficial, but like, <laughs> I didn't think the cop was going to like, what is he going to ask me, my breast size? <laughs> so I was like, you know, I didn't want him to think I was fat, and I'm with my <laughs> boyfriend, so I don't want him to think I'm fat either. So I was like, well, you know, like, I fluctuate. Like, sometimes, ideally, I'm like 120. <laughs> Um, sometimes I'm 150. I mean, you know, it just fluctuates like Oprah. Um, and then it turned out, he's like, oh, well, in L.A. or in California, they put the weight on your driver's license. That's why he had a legitimate reason. Oh, and in New York, they don't do that? They, we don't do that there. Why do we do that here? But Because you're superficial. That's horrible. I thought that was just a thing everyone had to do. No, in New York, <gasps> we don't do that over there. Oh, That's my. why I kept my license, because I fluctuate. And I'm not going to change my license every time I, like, gain five pounds, you know? That explains everything. So my ticket is $345. Oh. It's awful. I could top that. I'm still paying it off. (laughs) (laughs) Effects. Um... Uh, I, when I was driving down here, when I was moving down here and I 
had I had relearned these guys know who listen to the podcast, but I had relearned how to drive when I was in San Francisco because I never drove when I lived in Flagstaff and I never drove when I lived in San Francisco. And then I got a job where I had to kind of be able to cross the bridge and stuff quickly. Um, and so I I got my license. So I had only had it. God, I don't know, maybe a year or and a half or something when I was moving down here and um, and I had a, all my stuff in the car and I had my cat in the car and she was, you know, like freaking out and super crazy and it's um, a drive that Cole and I have done many times and you get really comfortable with it and, um, you know, I just didn't, I wasn't paying attention and then there was uh, like two semis who did that thing where they just sort of ride together and then I was passing one of them and he like started to speed up this sort of like weird chicken game and it was in the middle of nowhere and I freaked out and just was like I gotta get out of this and sped and like sped away from him and then moments later uh, was pulled over for going a hundred miles an hour (laughs) and that ticket was like a thousand dollars and uh, oh it was God. considered like like you also it was because it's one of these like communities um, where I think they make all of their money as like it's a small California county yeah. that I think makes all of their money on tickets yeah. and stuff like that and it also required a court appearance and it was like three hours it was not close to San Francisco or Los Angeles right in between and so someone helped me like hire a lawyer to appear in my stead so it was like thousands of dollars. Of a mistake. Are you still paying that off as well? No, I sold my cat, um, and I was able to. No, uh, yes, I am still paying that off. Um, but yeah, also it was like, am I a criminal? Like, I have to appear in court. It was, the whole thing was horrible. On top of the stress of moving to a new place and feeling like I don't know how this is going to go. At least he didn't ask you how much you weigh, because then you I mean, feel that like is a the fat, upside. like a fat criminal. But it was right there on my license, so he probably looked at it and was All like. Right. I don't think so. I probably he probably still judge me. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, the following week, then because the following week, I'm like, I am not getting pulled over again for speeding. Like right. I'm going to be really cautious. So I'm like looking at the speedometer like thoroughly, like from then on out. And so I was driving on Barham Boulevard, um, and a cop car behind. I see a cop car behind me. I'm like, oh, he can't pull me over. Like I'm not speeding this time. So then he pulls out his microphone and he goes. Miss, you're driving too slow. If you want to drive that slow, go in the right lane. <laughs> Get pulled over. Oh, you still got busted. What if he's like, I'm going to need to know how much you weigh. <laughs> Into the yeah. megaphone. Did yeah. you, uh, how did you feel driving in LA when you kind of came down? Like you, there, your description I of driving on the PCH. Driving. There is something so. I'm like meant, born to be a driver. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you didn't have that kind of the same blood. anxiety. I like. Even till this day, sometimes I just get in the car and I just drive around for hours with nowhere to go. And in Los Angeles, you can kill a few hours just in like a month? Yeah, like I never get... Traffic jokes, traffic jokes. I never get upset if there's traffic because I'm just excited that I'm still in the car. Like I love driving. I really do. Does that ever wear off? Like, do you have, or, Raise your hand if you are someone who loved driving until, for those of you who are, live in L.A., do you now hate it because you live in L.A., or do you still love it? I, I just asked for five different responses. <laughs> Show of hands for any one of those four questions. All right, I think we covered everyone. Fantastic. I feel like I know you much better. We're much closer now. Uh, no, but did you, anybody, yeah, you used to love driving, but now you don't love it anymore because of L.A.? Oh, you drive a motorcycle. Yeah, that'll do it. You did. Did you, you switched over to a car? How long did that take? Were you, I hope you weren't in an accident. You were? I'm so sorry. 
I was driving. She I am so was. sorry. I she was, was driving. My, it was my car. <laughs> I was speed demon. That was a. That was definitely. Um, God, that was a horrifying feeling. Feeling like, am I that person? I feel scared for your cat. To be honest. Well, she's dead now, as oh, everyone I'm knows. Sorry, okay. I'm so sorry. She did not die in that car. Okay. Nor did she die in a traffic-related injury. Oh, <laughs> I'm God. happy to say. That's I'm all right. Sorry. That's all right. I have two <laughs> wonderful dogs now. Let's bring them out. Scott and Whitley, everybody. Uh, I don't know how live podcasts work. I expect everything to be exactly the same as it is when I'm at home. Um, so this thing happened uh, right when Kether got here, which was... Uh, <laughs> Heather came in, and, and Suzanne and Ben from the amazing Honey Honey, I cannot say enough, enough times how happy I am to have them here, uh, were, were, we were just finishing up with some rehearsing and stuff, and, um, and I was like, yo, hey, so the, this is Ben, this is Suzanne, and then Suzanne and Heather were like, wait, we know each other. Suzanne goes, I know you, and I went, we went to high school together. How we crazy is that? We haven't seen each other in 11 That's years? crazels. However old we are, we haven't seen... However old you are, however much you weigh, you did go to high school together. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, that really is like... I, here's what I wanted, and I'd like to retake this. I would like a collective gasp from the crowd when I say that, because that's what I did, because of what my podcast is about. I mean, I thought when they said we know each other, I was like, oh, sure, L.A. Like, they both, you know are beautiful women and actresses and musical. And, you dated and all the popular this. guy in high school, Oh, too. here we go. You dated Rhett. All right, Suzanne, you better get up here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, but, but I do want to take this again. So real quick, uh, just for my own benefit, I, I just want to say, I'm just going to, and you guys know what, what to do. Um, the, so the, this is crazy. I introduced the two of them. They're like, we already know each other. Why do they know each other, Kether? We went to high school together. <laughs> That's a crazy coincidence. You're we 16. I was 16, and we we were both new kids at the same time. Like and junior. Wait, why were you new? What was your backstory? I got Wait, kicked out of this school. Is good. I moved there. I moved to New York from Ohio. Um, I did some uh, fashion modeling. That's right. Listen, hey, you were a uh, listen, model. I, I, I refer to the episode with Suzanne Santo. Oh, stop it. I was, and you oh dated Rhett. I didn't date Rhett. Like I just, we never even kissed. Guy. I just liked him so much, and I, I, his liked, name was I didn't know what to do. So I just, like, you know, said hi a lot, and I was, I was like a nervous laugher. So I would, I never, it was so funny, though. I only went there for a year, and um, it, there's a, it, it's a performing arts high school, so there's a lot of different kinds of people. Um, and but it's not the fame high school, right? No, but no, no I, I'm see, sure I it wasn't just, it was any kid with a profession. So it was really weird. Like, um, we had violinists, cool. we had ballet dancers, I'll never forget, and Miss Moloff's there was math a professional class. tennis player, too. So you could, like, sign oh. out if you had an audition or something. Or, like, a meeting. So this guy <laughs> in a our... a catering event that you had to chef. Literally, this guy in our math class, I will never forget, he raises his hand and he's like, um, I have a business meeting in Israel. I have to catch my, my plane. And I was like... I, this is like, I was new in the school. Like, I didn't even have an agent. I just, like, wanted to be an actress. That's why I was there. And I was like, where am I? Like, this guy... Guy has a business meeting in Israel. Oh my god, that's so. And funny. he left. 
Like, he wasn't joking. He really did have a business meeting in there Israel. Were some, there were some, like, prodigies and stuff. It was very interesting. Yo-Yo I Ma. I, what? Didn't Yo-Yo Ma go there? I think so. Scarlett I was like, Johansson not when we were there. there. Scarlett, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson was in my math class as well. Yeah. Yep. Before she was famous. I remember she had the premiere for this movie that she did called Eight-Legged Freaks. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was I like a that. spider horror film, and... Like, I went to it, and I remember being like, wow, this is so cool. But I didn't have an agent or anything either when I went there. I just, like, I just moved to New York. Yeah, no one would sign me because I I was just a disaster in high school. I was just I'll bet they regret that now. I was awful. Gee, dang it. So so how do you get into the school if you don't, like, you just sort of, you just do you have to audition into it? No, um, you just say you want to go? There's, a, like, yeah. a little interview process. Like, my, my parents, I mean, it was, um, to, to speak candidly, very expensive. Anyone can go. And so, like, it's, like, I could go, like, right now. If I, I you guys got me ready yeah, for the I interview. Money. Well, we, I was... I had been working doing like local catalog work in Ohio for years, so I had like a, a savings, and like that was my tuition. Yeah, so, most of the kids paid the their kids, own tuition. Most they of the kids, worked. but there was like a juxtaposition of like very wealthy kids, and then like the kind of uh, you know scrappy the, the scrappers. Yeah, you were a scrapper too. I was a total scrapper. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh my god. Macaulay Culkin went there. Yeah, he did. He really did. Karen Culkin. <laughs> All the Culkins. <laughs> I think he came to visit once when we were there. I remember seeing him. I was like, wow, yeah, he's so yeah. tiny. Have he's you guys like ever gone back sized. to your high schools? Like, oh yeah, to visit? I really liked it there. I haven't been back. I loved it, but I also felt like very lonely because I just didn't know how to like connect. But you were only there one year and you were only there two years, which is also really interesting. Remember we threw a party at Jen Cuthbert's house that one time when her parents weren't home? I do. And she got in a lot of trouble. Yeah, her mom came back. During that was the party. awful. Oh my god! I totally wow. This is crazy. Isn't this crazy? Oh <gasps> like that is bananas. Yeah, you weren't lonely that it. night. That was a fun night. Wait, I <laughs> that's true. God. Oh my god. You're you're making my memories happier right now. Yeah. Like this minute, you were a blast. I mean, can we be friends now? You. Like yeah. now? Cool. Yeah, yeah guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a friend matchmaker. But really, I'm a friend matchmaker of someone you oh, have wait. already oh, Janet, known. Oh, Janet, you're here too. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> forgot that Janet was like. Should I go? Here. I should, you guys should just like high school. Here. Hey guys, so you guys are. You guys went to a performing arts school, huh? That sounds really cool. <laughs> I'm so lonely. Um, uh, no, I'm. I am delight. I'm beyond delighted. Beyond delighted. And also, that brings up for me too. Um, and I'm, Suze, I'm sure we talked about this on the podcast as well, but, uh, and you only had two years there, but th- this idea of sort of like having someone to keep those memories alive, to keep them more, po- like to have that positive association and to actually remember stuff, it's so important to have, so, you, I have to have another person around to help me kind of remember or misremember and totally recreate whatever memories I have of my youth. And if it's something that like I can't touch in with someone else, I don't trust my memory well, at sometimes, all. Sometimes, you know, our memories start to become our truth and they might not necessarily be accurate. Absolutely. You know? Cause like in high school I was a I was a C cup. <laughs> Here we and go. then I don't know what happened. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but um, God, your memory, Kether, is amazing. Like, do you have friends like, that you keep in touch with that you like talk about high oh, school yeah. with? My best friend. Do you remember Jess Graff? I do. What's she, she up to? 
She's Jess? my best friend still. Oh she's, my God. she's actually dog sitting. Yeah. She's, she's, she's an incredible dog. singer. Is she still singing? She is not, but she still is great. Okay. She went to <laughs> Juilliard for opera. But that's no, she amazing. just oh my. she just produced a film that's oh gonna God. be coming out. I can't say it because I think they're signing a deal with someone, so I can't really talk about it. But it's called Free the Nipple. It's like a feminist <laughs> film. It's good, but it's really Ooh, good. It's going to be really good. Oh, my God. She's a producer now. Do That's I amazing. sense a Free the Nipple opera? Uh, <laughs> free the nipple. <laughs> God, I already... That's making me feel so emotional. It's, it's amazing. Crazy? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What did you do after the two years? Like, you only went to that high school for two years, so what else did you do? In high school? Yeah. Wait, what, wait, did you go to a different high school? Or before, or right? Before or after? Well, before, so I went in ninth and tenth grade. I went to an all-girls private Catholic school, and I got kicked out. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, then, let's get so into it. I got kicked out in the middle of the school year, so no one would accept a new kid. Why did you get mi- kicked out? Just let's not even. <laughs> so, but I mean, really? I'll, Can you hint? I'll, okay, so me and my friend pulled a prank on this girl. But oh, no. she, it was the wrong girl to... Can I say Were you mean? Curse? Yeah, you can. No, no. I was so nice. Okay. She was excluding us from the group. Uh-huh. Okay. And so we pulled a little prank on her. And, um, and you can't say what the prank is? Yeah, it was so stupid. We, like, took some stuff out of her locker and hid them in an alleyway. And we gave it back. But her parents were the benefactors of the oh, school. Oh, no, no, no. So yeah. they held the... the uh, so the headmistress, who's a nun, held this big assembly... And she's like, we're going to find out who <gasps> did this. I thought this oh only happened God. in you? Oh, no. It's, this is a movie. Oh, my so, God. So this is in New York proper, like is, New York City this proper? This is like a gossip a... girl. Again, I'm yeah. like the poor kid in the school. Like, yeah. I'm only there on Was it New York City? Sorry. Like, yeah, 85th and 5th. Great. So me and my friend Jennifer, who pulled the prank together, we're like pinching each other in this assembly because we're like, oh, my God, like, we know we did it. So they're like, we're going to hold an investigation so they investigated, like, what time the, the, the criminal act happened and <laughs> where everyone was, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't break because my dad, my dad was in the army and he always taught me to, like, not, you know, not be a traitor and, like, never you know, just shut your mouth. I want to be like, privy to some of those conversations. Like, now you listen to me, yeah. five-year-old Kather. <laughs> Do not be a traitor. Like the headmistress is like locks me in this room and she's like, We know you did it. Like Jennifer told us. She already confessed that you did it. And I was like, No, we didn't. Like I didn't break. I didn't break. Jennifer broke and she ratted us out. Wait, so, did they suspect that it was you? Did she get kicked out as well? Like, did they know that then? We both got we both kicked did. out together. Oh. Did she did did they know because she had confessed or was that a they, ploy and they they somehow fuck. They so they found out we were the two kids who didn't have an alibi? We were yeah, like we didn't. They said that to we everyone. were on like our break during that time, and someone was at. Fe- they figured out the the select few who it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, so then I got kicked out, but it was going to be on my record that I was expelled, and that would be bad because oh. then I couldn't get into PCS, oh the school we went to. So my dad, he goes up to the headmistress, like they hold this meeting. My dad's from Cuba, so he has an accent. I don't do it very well. But he went up to the headmistress, and he's like, you listen to me. He's like, my daughter may have pulled a prank, but she is not a rat, and she is loyal. And she, like, he just, like, gives this big speech, and he's like... He's like, you do not put it on her record. 
He's like, or I will sue you for interrogating a minor. Like, he, like, pulls the wow. whole thing. Oh so they didn't put on my record that I was expelled, and that's the only reason I got into PCS. I'm so glad that you didn't no have kidding. it on the record. I was so happy I got expelled. I loved PCS. It was, like, the best school ever. But in the meantime, I went to another school that was especially for kids who get kicked out of other schools. <laughs> So, like, I was there for a few months, and, like, that was just... Oh, no. Oh, God. And she, and, and, and she did go with you, Jennifer? Oh, Jennifer, Jennifer followed... Oh, I wonder if she's watching this. Um, What's up, Jen? I love you, Jennifer. But, uh-huh. you know, she kind of followed me around everywhere, and I didn't <laughs> like it. Like, I wanted to have my independence and go to my own school. Was that the but, feeling? Was that one of those friendships? Because I know we talked about this on, a, on the podcast. Because that's really the, the prime was, time for that to happen between Me and Jennifer. Girls. Anyway. Nothing good happened when we were together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had one all of those for sure. bad yeah. things. Yeah, it was just awful. And and you were the person who kind of broke away from that first, or maybe she never would have. And how do you communicate? Like it's so hard because when you're that age too, you don't know how to communicate that to someone. I don't think in like a great way. Yeah. So then it just becomes like, how do I avoid all of this? Yeah, you know. And I don't. I wasn't an angel. Like I liked being bad too. It's not like she was the only one. But, um, you know, I more knew the limits, like where to draw the line. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because, like, that, like, it's kind of a harmless prank, if you ask me. You know, like, oh, I'm just yeah, going to hide your jacket. I thought you were going to be, like, I don't but, know like, what. But, but that, the fact that they took it to that level, and if you had gotten expelled and then had, uh, on your record, that's unbelable, I mean, as far as your future. You know? And what, you know, how that can totally, you know, I, know, I feel like I did things that were you. so much worse that also like that oh didn't God. get onto and we my gave record it back. Or we gave her stuff back. Was it just like so her books funny. and it was her books? Or, like she had a baby in there. She kept, <laughs> she had she had, oh had a baby. And, you know, <laughs> I just, like it was, it was a little mean. Like her glasses, we hid them, but we okay, gave them back. Right. We gave them back. It's so yeah. awful. I would never do this now. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to sneak back into a high school and find someone and steal their glasses as a full grown adult. Did you and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, Suze, because um, it's it's been a little while. But um, uh, your father is Cuban. Are you are you kind of first generation American? Also aren't Italian? You? Oh no, you're no, not. They, it's just a, it's just a a traditional Italian family. But your parents were not born in they're Italy. They're very much Italian American. Some parts of my family are they they really love the culture and they go to Italy and they speak the language. But they've been here for a few years. I think I'm like. I think they're like fourth generation. Okay. Okay. Um, and Keth, what about you? What is your mom? How did so, your parents meet? Uh, I'm half Spanish, half Irish. My dad. My dad was born and raised in Havana, Cuba. His family is from Spain. Um, my mom was born and raised in New York. The apartment I grew up in, she also grew up in, and she's my family still lives there. So they have oh, a really wow. nice rent controlled apartment. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, sorry, what's the question? Oh no, uh, yeah, just kind of what your what your background yeah. was, and, yeah, and how wh- my parents met. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so they met on St. Patrick's Day at a bar, and my mom was getting strangled by a guy, and my dad saved her. Oh my god! I just want to quickly say again, you don't. I don't know. I didn't know any of these stories, and I just. Like I, I have a lot of moments oh in the God. podcast where I'm, I'm privately pa- patting myself on the back for like I picked the right person for this live podcast, and this is no exception. Um, I don't, I couldn't have imagined that you would have tossed out a story about your parents meeting involving strangulation. <laughs> that 
wait. So he pulled the guy off and all that kind of well, stuff. So like my, he save her. You know, everyone's at the bar and I'm drunk, and my mom wanted to leave, so she goes to like the coat rack area and gets her scarf or looks for her she gets her jacket but her scarf is missing so she's like looks around she's like where's my scarf and like this douchebag guy is like you mean this you know he's just being an <laughs> asshole so she like she's like trying to put it around and he kind of is like you know he's just fucking with her and like you know i highly doubt he would really choke her and kill her but he's obviously never crossing boundaries you know sure. so then my dad like sees from afar and he like ran up and like the guy got scared and the guy ran away and then my dad chased after him oh my god yeah. well, now listen this is a bit of a stretch but is it possible that the film back to the future <laughs> was based on your father and mother's life That's possible <laughs> And if so, were you the Marty McFly character who traveled back in time and needed to make sure that your dad met your mom or you would be erased from the picture? It's very possible. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you. This is a you. movie. This is yeah, I know. Amazing. So nuts. Know. And then they just yeah. fell in love? Like, they started dating? or Yeah. They, she was um, like, I'm into being strangled. She went back. It's terrible. To- <laughs> very disrespectful. I apologize to Kether's mom. Yeah, my mom's so kinky. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I think they went back to his apartment that night. Ooh. And then, oh. you know. And then you were born. Yeah. And, were, <laughs> and then they got married like a year later and that, that you know. And he was in the, he was in the army in Cuba? Well, he's or was a, in the army in the United States? So he fled Cuba when Castor took over. And when he got to the States, he was drafted to Vietnam. Oh, my God. So he was in the army in Vietnam. That's fast. Yeah, my dad's wow. had a crazy life. No kidding. Did they, how did they feel about your, like, when you were a teenager and you had already kind of figured out that you wanted to go to a performing arts school and stuff? Were they supportive of oh, that? Oh, very. Yeah, yeah. My parents are the best. Yeah, my dad is like, my dad's like, like, when I'm like, you know, because I went years without working at certain, as an actor, sometimes you go months, years being unemployed, and you get down on yourself. And my dad would always just be like, persist, persist, persist. <laughs> like, you know, he's just, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's one of those, you know, he believes dreams can come true. And for him, coming to America was like, you know, he felt like he was, li- even he, though he got drafted or whatever, he always felt like he was living the American dream yeah. that he had always wanted. And did live. he, what did he do after serving in Vietnam? Like, what was his career? Um, he worked in the car business. He did pretty well for a while um, as a car salesman. And, but then he got very ill. Uh, every, uh, actually, what I'm happy about uh, the show that we're in, You're the Worst, <clears throat> there's a character named Edgar who, um, who represents a veteran who's yeah. not really getting treated properly by the VA. And uh, my dad was thrilled when he was watching the show because my dad's had similar experiences. Every illness he has is directly linked to the war. Like, he got Agent Orange. And oh, my God. Somehow that led to him having kidney failure. And, he, you know, he just got a bunch of illnesses from the war. And the VA um, didn't want to pay for benefits or helping him out my my mom my mom did research and yeah it's that thing where you have to chase you have to chase what you're entitled to there's so much of that in the united states it's like so it's great that we are technically entitled to certain things but then they make it impossible to sort of claim that stuff your dad didn't serve no he didn't no he did not he's a little bit uh a little bit younger he's a little younger and my dad could have but he was get it he was going to be a teacher 
And I think they were, you know, you didn't have to if you were in, if you were like, he was getting his master's to be a, a, a high school teacher or something like that. Yeah. That's such a different vibe to have in your family, for lack of a oh, better word. Yeah. I apologize. Like, it's a different vibe oh, to have. it really is. But, I mean, I wrote and directed a short film about it. It's online. You could watch it. It's called The Baby Daddy. Um, but uh, it's just a 12-minute film about, like, what is it like to grow up with a father with severe PTSD and illnesses and... You know, he's he's the most loving, kind, generous man I've ever met. He's a great father, but he he's not, you know, mentally he has a lot of problems and physically and growing up with that is hard because as a kid, you just want to your parents to be normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you want your family to be normal. Oh, yeah. Another story. This is a short story. For Christmas, my mom is like, what do you want for Christmas when I'm like a kid? And I, was, I, wrote, I write down a Christmas list, and one of the things on the list was a normal family. <laughs> so on Christmas, oh. I open up a gift. It's a CD called A Normal Family. <laughs> my, mom, my mom took it seriously. Like, she oh thought I God. wanted a CD that... Like she was like, I looked all over for the CD, oh and I God. finally found it. And oh I was like, no, God. Mom, I meant, like... I want this family to be functional. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. Oh I my never God, listened to the CD heart. either. I don't even yeah. know where it is. I'm very curious to know what it was. A normal family. The that CD. was Honey Honey's first LP, actually. That's right. In another <laughs> weird coincidence. <laughs> that is so... Wow. That's lovely. I feel like that would happen in my family, too. To yeah. Just be taken completely, literally. In general, yeah. do your... Do, do, wait, do you have siblings? I have a little brother named John. Oh, he's yeah, I've met 24. John. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he came upset. out. Yeah. Um, he's 24, but I'll always think of him as 11, you know, because mm-hmm. he's my little baby brother. <laughs> and uh, and oh, that just reminded me of a question I want to ask, too. Um, uh, did they have a like, did, was there a sense of humor and a playfulness? I mean, I know that sounds like the there was. the brother or the family? Just the whole family. Oh, yeah. My family is like. It, it, I feel like my family could be in a David O. Russell film or something. You know what I mean? Like we're we. I grew up in a total dysfunctional f- family where like we all just yelled at each other. But uh, it was where we we do have a sense of humor and we laugh about how you know my parents are characters. You know, and we would laugh about it. So yeah, it, it's like any family. Just fun- I don't think any family is functional, right? Well, your family's so close is your too. Family well, functional? No, no. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, but you know, it's really interesting. And you know, without um, I gotta really figure out how to say this, but I grew up with like like a cookie cutter family, right? And then you know, uh, a few years ago, five or six years ago. Lots of secrets came out, and it was like it was like the house burned down, kind of with you know, just the reality of what my family, what was really going on, which was a lot of um, infidelity and things like that. That were like it was crazy, and it, it broke my family apart. And they actually came back together, but without sounding totally weird, I, I think that there's um, a really interesting part about like when it gets real. Like you're talking about your dad and having all these, you know, being you know, exposed to that as a kid and, and being aware of the world in a different way, um, I think, and being able to reckon with it and, and you know, rationalize who you are and how you are and, and how you understand other people as mm-hmm. individuals um, and, and not let that be your definition, 
You know, because I think that's where it gets dark is when mm-hmm. you're like, this mm-hmm. is what's happened to me. And then you right. leave your door every day with that, you know, and people feel that. And, and it's, it's hard. It's a hard life. But when you can have an understanding of um, difficulties and darkness and just be aware of it and know it, you know, know what it is, it's uh, like an invitation for wisdom. You know, then you have this incredible you know, depth of feelings because... Yeah, because it freaks me out when I meet people who act like they don't have problems or haven't been through something. <laughs> that's like, a huge problem. That scares, that's well, that no. scares me. Just I agree. And I took, that so was something that, that, that uh, Keegan-Michael Key, who was the last of my Boys of Summer series, um, said was he was like, the people that I'm most worried about are younger people who don't have any problems at all. Yeah, because they scary. Because we all inevitably encounter them. And you don't have the tools. It's like the chicken pox. Exactly. Like you're gonna get the chicken pox. Exactly. Get it over. Get it <laughs> out and over the way. Over the way. What? Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, let's take that again. No, there's no editing. There's no. But um. But yeah. I know that's a really good point. It is. It's it's good to sort of get that stuff and not have that sort of moment where you know, what was the point of all of that if eventually you were going to find out that you now have to project back and know that a bunch of it was a lie? Like, that's a lot to take on. I feel like it happened when it was supposed to. Like, I had a really supportive family. Like, I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm 16, and I want to move to New York because I feel like there's things waiting for me there. And they were like, we believe in you. Let's do this. And I like, that's crazy. But they, they really were it's so funny god we're so many similar things you know know, right um you can come to my hotel later (laughs) the party sweet um but but yeah like when all the shit hit the fan when i was like 24 or 23 um i feel like i was you know structured to handle it then like if i were a kid when that happened i think that would have really fucked me up pretty badly (laughs) i don't want to be this person too that but I am about to be, which is that um, you are such a great actress and you Thanks. can access that stuff. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I talk about the craft on the podcast very often because everything about that sounds obnoxious. But, um, but I will quickly say, uh, and not to like, you know, completely promote the, the show, but You're the Worst is one of the best things I've ever been a part of. FX. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. And, and Stephen right. Falk, the creator, is I just love the way his brain works and, and, and his writing. And I really think that it's one of those beautiful shows where <clears throat> he's writing really for very specific voices. And, um, and he was so effective and the network was so effective in finding people who could actually do those things organically so you don't I don't think about the script really even though the writing's really tight and clever because I feel like you guys all own it so much you own the characters and you own the, the words and um, so do you bless your heart uh, but but I think that um, watching Aya and Chris uh, and you and I didn't do I didn't have as much stuff with uh, with Des but um, but just being on camera with you like there is this sort of like the worst thing about working with you is that I fall out of stuff because I'm like God, she's so good. I shouldn't be thinking that right now. I should be in the scene with her being a character. But, like, really, I don't know. I just, and, and I'm just wondering if kind of the experiences that you had to be that cliche person asking this as, a, like, an interviewer to an actress. But I feel like, I mean, do you feel like this sort of, like, what you experienced growing up gives you a more immediate access to the vulnerability of, you know, when you're working well, and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I think... You know, because I've heard some actors say before, like, oh, I don't draw for my life and I'm playing a character. And it's like, you know, fine, I don't want to judge what anyone else does. But I feel like when you are playing a character, you have to relate 
you have to find the similarity and to take, you know, I think to be an actor, you have to be an empathetic person. I don't necessarily think you have to have gone through all this shit. Um, but I think growing up in the family I did, I have a lot of empathy and compassion for people in pain, you know, cause I grew up watching my father suffer a lot and I watched my mom suffer because she had to take care of him. And so I think, um, I think I grew up feeling empathetic and compassionate to people a lot. So I think, uh, I think actors are some of the most empathetic people, um, so when you were, for example, stealing that girl's stuff, <clears throat> I was so empathetic at that time. That was very compassionate of me. No, I had compassion for myself at that time. That's right. Cause I was being excluded by the, the popular group. Yeah. You were taking care of yourself until you were permanently excluded from the entire school. <laughs> Not just awful. The they group. even shut down the school one day so me and Jennifer could retrieve our stuff from the locker garbage bag. Like what? I felt like shut a leper. Down the school? You yeah. were permitted like on the premises whilst a regular like school is in session because it would be too disruptive. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, I was treated like a criminal. Oh <laughs> like, my it was god. Awful. I was traumatized. It was That's awful. Bananas. Yeah. Bless. My heart. Hashtag blessed. Um, I'm so hashtag blessed to have Honey Honey here, and I would love oh, to uh, is... to invite them back up to do another song. If you don't mind. Surprise! I, I know. And th- thank you for bringing me up here with you guys. I, I, mean, I just, come on. What am I, I going to do? Be like, like, isn't that funny? Anyway, listen, let's talk about the high story. school that Suzanne also went to, and not have her up here. Uh, great. So you guys, I'll let you guys set up, um, and we'll entertain uh, everybody with a tap dance that we uh, choreographed yes. before you guys got here. Yes. Um, oh, also the one other thing that I want to uh, say is for those of you who got here earlier, um, uh, my friend Gabe, who couldn't be here, um, but who sent. JV Club buttons. He always sends uh, some swag because he knows that I'm too busy and or uh, inept to do it myself. Had um, temporary tattoos made with the JV Club logo. So um, there's uh, plenty to go around um, to you and you and you. Um, and, uh, and so we'll make sure that you guys get some of those if you want. There's, uh, there's tons and, and that should be really funny. You guys, um, you want a little more time? I think we, can we can vamp. We can do this. All right, let's do it. Honey, honey, ladies and gentlemen.
when I cause you pain You don't hesitate to shoot me straight You're the only one who knows my name Ooh, I am yours today Your mind share my days Amazing. Oh my God, I know. Yeah, how about that? You didn't know, you didn't know exactly what to expect from what you just saw. Can you from give your, me a private oh show in the hotel room? Yeah, later? you will. Oh my God, honey, honey. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, uh, God, that was so great. <clears throat> Does anyone want this cookie, by the way? Yeah, any takers for the Seriously. cookie? Seriously. Any takers of the no. cookie? Uh, no. No. All right, well. Um, uh, I want to remind people who are watching uh, the live streaming that, and I don't know how this is going to work because I tried to get as many as I could, and I just, during the song, also pulled some um, offline. But I did ask people who are streaming if they want to um, tweet questions uh, for me because Kether and I are going to double, we're going to double mash it up. Um, it's unprecedented. For the first time in JV Club history, I will be participating in the mash game, which is kind of like a lie because I... I like to work in my own stuff while I'm wait while people are saying it. They're like, I'm like, now three guys that you would want to marry, and then while they're thinking, I'm like, I know I would pick. Like, so I kind of have been doing this all along, but not.
technically and not in a way that allows me to end up with my very own MASH future. Um, so I'll do Kether's and she'll do mine. And I'm going through online and picking, um, trying to pick some, some fun tweets that are questions f- for me that Kether will be writing down. And, uh, and then I also said that um, my, favorite, uh, my favorite one would end up with this little Naga necklace that I have, and I'll like, sign it and personalize it for you and stuff too. So um, we'll, we'll figure that out and announce it um, probably while, uh, while Honey Honey's playing towards the end of the show. Um, so, but before we get into the crazy mash madness, I do, I mean, I would like to ask you about your love life in high school. Oh, God. In front of people. In front of people, both live and uh, and and pure in public in person right now, um, I want you to tell me I can go fuck myself if you would like me to not ask. <laughs> go that. fuck it. No, okay. I don't care. All right. Asking time pretty open. <laughs> I think maybe that's why I felt like it I was think a I've safe question. Today. <laughs> uh, my podcast could be called the Oversharing Club. <laughs> yeah. um, so what? Uh, how how did you do? Like, were you boy crazy? Were you... Oh, yeah. I mean... I was... I mean, this is really oversharing, but right. whatever. Let's just go for it. Let's I was the first it. person in my school to give a blowjob. <laughs> did you know... How did you know how to do that? I don't know. I, and how did you know I, that you were the first person in your school to give a blowjob? Well, because everyone talks about it. Okay. You know? Anyway, you know, I was totally... This is the school you got kicked out of or the school that Suzanne went to? Well, that was an all-girls school. So oh, right, 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 right. Well, yeah. listen, uh, I don't know how schools. things work at all. Um, no, I was, yeah, I was totally boy crazy. Um, I di- what I was proud of, I didn't lose my virginity until later. Mm-hmm. Like, I was more a little promiscuous with other stuff, like making out mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. blowjobs. Uh, I remember we had someone anyway. in junior high that people would say, like, she's a virgin, but she is known to do everything. Yeah. I but, mean, now looking back, I am not proud of this. This is not good. I mean, uh-huh. when I have a, if, if and when I have a daughter, uh, I'm going to have kids at some point in my life, if it's a girl, I'm going to be extra cautious to, like, make sure she doesn't repeat those behaviors. Because mm-hmm. I know I, I did those behaviors out of insecurity and wanting male approval and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I was totally boy crazy. Um, but the school we went to... There weren't many guys there, and the majority oh, of them were gay. So there was a very small selection of of straight guys that you could go out with. Do you remember Tell? There was a guy named Tell. Yeah, his name was Tell, literally. <laughs> Do Tell. And uh, I thought he liked me because we like made out one time, and he seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> um, so I asked him to prom, and... The whole prom night, like, I wanted to lose my virginity that night. I'm like, I'm going to lose my virginity to tell. And the whole night, he's, like, ignoring me. Like, in the limo, he doesn't even sit next to me. The whole night, he doesn't dance with me. Like, I was really sad. (sighs) Two weeks later, he comes up to me, and he's like, Heather, I haven't told anyone this yet, but I'm gay. And I was like, I mean, I was, I was touched that he was telling me. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm so happy you're finally coming out. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? Like... Yeah. You know, and then I had all these flashbacks. I'm like, I should have known because when I asked him to prom, the first thing he said, he's like, "Oh, we could have matching prom outfits." <laughs> <laughs> so we both wore like yellow outfits. <laughs> I'm like, the signs were all there. Like, how did I not know? 
Um, That's amazing. So, yeah. It sounds to me like you picked a great guy to go to prom. Oh, no, I mean, had you known, I was so happy that when he came out, because I'm like, you know, yeah. this is great that so you much have the better courage that than to come like, out. Somebody who, you know, is yeah. like disrespecting you totally. in a different kind of a way. You know, I prom. wasn't being disrespected at all. I wasn't even being touched in any way. <laughs> I was, <laughs> yeah. Did you, uh, so the boy that you, you know, and then why did I get suddenly super square? Uh, the, the thing that shall not be named. <laughs> uh, when you Voldemorted um, that young man, what, what uh, this is a really bad Harry Potter joke. Um, did, did, uh, did, was that somebody that you had like any kind of a real sort of connection with? Is, is, yeah, blowjob guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still know him till this day. Like, Yeah. We grew up in the same neighborhood. We went so it to wasn't someone to- that you went. Oh, oh you no, did go we to- went to get to school together since. Uh, wait, are you talking about the, what are you talking about? I'm talking about blowjob guy. The blowjob guy. Oh yeah, yeah. We went to like preschool together all the way. But through. for sure, it didn't happen in preschool. No. Oh, okay, I'm, great. I just want. I hope not. I just no. wanted to make sure. No, no, we knew each other, yeah. and I still know. I like. I saw him a few months ago. Did you have any? This is a question I often ask on the podcast, kind of assuming the answer, but. Um, when you were sort of being boy crazy and, and kind of what you were saying about letting stuff happen because it might have been happening out of insecurity, oh, yeah. did you have any sense of that then or in your mind were you like, no, I really like this guy. I'm wonderful. Like, do you know what I mean? How much yeah, of that was on the surface? question. Um, I think, I think it, it's almost like it almost came out of adrenaline, if that makes sense. You know, like, I think when I was... And now looking back and, like, having been in therapy and all that, I could look back and be like, oh, my God, like, that totally came out of, you know, being uh, not confident in myself as a... It's thinking as... And I think a lot of young girls deal with this, and I think it needs to be spoken about more. I think a lot of young girls think their only value and worth is in their sexuality, and so that's the way they have to get male attention. Right. So I think at the time, it's not like I was like, I'm doing this for male attention. I mean, I knew I wanted male attention, but I didn't think <clears throat> that was yeah. wrong or bad. I thought yeah. that it was like the way to get it. And you know. And at the time, you thought that you were ready, or did you ever have moments where you're like, I don't know? Because I feel like I had, I've talked about this, but I feel like I would have situations in which I now look back and I'm like, oh, that weird feeling was I wasn't comfortable oh, or I wasn't but ready, but I just blame myself for it or whatever. And yeah. you blame your, like, oh, I shouldn't be having this feeling. I should push. You know, you kind of suppress the your instincts because it's more a, a priority to get that approval mm-hmm. than listen to yourself. I mean, what yeah. do we tell? What do we tell people? Because I feel like that still happens. I mean, there. Are, I think times even now, like people of all ages and 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 even you know into adulthood, where suddenly it becomes really important to get approval from someone that. The, the approval itself becomes more important than even the quality of the person that we're looking for it from, whether it's mm-hmm. professionally or personally or sometimes even in your family. Like, I, it's, I'm always interested in trying to find new ways to, to like, check in with yourself and to, to know, like, to be able to identify when that's happening and to somehow kind of extract yourself from it more. Mm-hmm. It's a process, I guess. A therapy? Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think... Um, I just think more it's kind of like the vagina monologues like the, the events are just such a great job raising awareness about 
you know, uh, and I think a lot of it does go back to sexual abuse for people. I think more people need to come out if they've been sexually abused as children, and that's a big reason why people are promiscuous, you know, in their youth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a lot, you just need to raise awareness and do self-work and go to therapy or, you know... You know, build confidence in other ways. Absolutely, yeah. Shout out to my friend Amir Talai who um, was uh, putting together and and I think it really helped some some sort of fit, like hashtag therapy helps therapy helped um, because there's really nothing to be ashamed of about it for sure. Like oh. not in not in this world we live in in today's society, everybody. Um, what uh, what were you like when you were a teenager in terms of like how did you dress and the sort of more superficial fun that stuff? Like, I, that's I. I something I was proud of in high school. I totally just didn't really care. Even though I was insecure, there was so much in me that was so unaware that I was almost too unaware to be insecure when it came to fashion. Like mm-hmm. I had bleach blonde hair, but with like black roots down to here. I had I my I had pimple face like that. I should have been taking Accutane, but I didn't. You know, um, I I wore awful clothes. I had this like fake fur red coat and I wore it with like this is wonderful. suede blue pants and brown No, this sounds I mean good I, to me. I I was kind of a disaster but I I had fun. I, know, I had it sounds a lot like you were making fun. bold choices. I lived it up in yeah. high school. I really did and I didn't really even though I was insecure and I wanted all that approval, there was also another part of me that n- didn't have a filter, and I kind of was too unaware to even know that what I was saying was maybe inappropriate or wrong. Or, um, what and what kind of music? Like, was music important? Oh, and to I you, imitated you my teacher. Do you remember our physics teacher, Mr. Hart? So I would get. Up, he would let me get up in front of the classroom and pretend to be him. What? <laughs> I'm like performing <laughs> arts school, everybody. Like, it's like a thing they the teachers do. I would like pretend I would teach physics. The yeah. Were you, did you have an aptitude for physics? No, I just <laughs> I just imitated Wonderful. him. So I imitated my teacher. Do you remember what he sounded like? Could you do a quick Mr. Hart imitation? Well, he was just very much like like a little mouth. <laughs> this is a real cla- crowd pleaser for one person. <laughs> Who for sure knows who Mr. Hart is? It's uncanny. You laugh if you know him. <laughs> I don't go around like. What what set him apart that you were able to do an impression of him and get up on uh, in front of the class versus all your other teachers? No, I impersonated the other ones too. You did not in that school and other schools. Listen to you. <laughs> I've been to a lot of schools. Uh, yeah, no. Listen up. We all know you. You got around in different yeah. schools. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, did you and, and did you were you like did you love movies because you liked acting? Did you you know what did you do like especially if you were alone and not with well, friends? I did. What I did started you like voiceovers when oh, I was nice. a teenager. I did a lot of Japanese animation. Okay. Um, yeah, I I worked at so one of my first jobs as a teenager was working at because um, my parents my family grew up Catholic. So I worked at a, the church rectory as the receptionist, but like no one called the rectory really, so it was kind of boring. So whenever the phone did ring, it was like a big event. So <laughs> I like to keep myself occupied. I would answer the phone in different voices. You know, I'd be right, like, "Hello, sure. like this is the rectory," <laughs> and like the next call, I'd be like, "Hello, this is the rectory." You know, so then that's when I realized I could do voices. Uh huh. Um. I kind of kept myself occupied that way. Yeah. 
That's amazing. I want to hear uh, either of those voices uh, set to Japanese anime. Um, those are those would be really interesting characters. I think we should get maybe into some mash because okay. um, because okay. we because we're doubling up here. Um, but I do want to do one quick cootie catcher question because this feels like the right time and place to do it. Uh, hold on, just a sec. I got to suit up. I'm increasingly getting nervous about what I'm sharing with everybody. Like, come on, come on. Like I should just get naked. Uh, okay, pick a color. B L U E. Pick a number. Four. One, two, three, four. Pick uh, another number. Eight. Okay. Eight. Oh, we kind of know this. What did you want to be when you grew up? Well, when I was very little, I wanted to be a weather lady. So, like, I would. My mother was obsessed with the Weather Channel, and she would watch Weather on the Eight. So I would sit behind my desk and, re- and read. And I'd be like, partly cloudy today with 50% chance of rain. Like, I just, I wanted to be a weather lady really yeah. bad. And, yeah. like, I loved the, how they have the little, like, clicky thing. Sure. Where they, like, change the, you know, projector sure. or whatever. So, yeah, before I wanted to be an actress, I wanted to be a weather lady. That's wonderful. And I don't think that dream has to die. No. I feel like that's something <laughs> that you could bring I into could your life. I could do it on the side. For sure. Yeah. We gotta make this happen ASAP. Um, okay, so uh, all right, I'm gonna start with um, I'll start with you, and uh, and then I'm gonna. I mean, th- this didn't really work. Now, what's the procedure? What do we do? So the procedure is gonna be that you ask me for three things in a certain category, and I'm gonna ask you for certain things in a totally different category. So I'm not make. I'm not at these guys that asked for questions for me. <clears throat> um, I'm not like. Inflict, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. You don't have to. I'm not gonna inflict a Cora question on per, someone who doesn't know Cora. Is God. what I, what I wanted yeah, to over say. Over there, I whispered to her. Like, don't ask I'm me like, to choose a Cora character. I don't know. I wouldn't know what to say. I was like, no, that, that you don't have to worry about that. That's not a question for you. Okay. But some of these are kind of fun um, for both of us. Um, uh, this is. I'm just gonna start with this perennial classic, and we can both answer this one, and you can write my answers on here. This seems like maybe. Now, why it's do we write it down? Plan. Because in the end, we're gonna do we're gonna do some calculating, physics style. Okay. And uh, if Mr. Hart were here, he would. <laughs> that's right. And then we'll and then we'll and each end up with one thing from each category, and okay. then we'll be like, you ended up with da 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 da. You'll see. Okay. Um, okay. So the first one, uh, because it did get tweeted quite a bit, and and the twist on it for me from K. Lot healthy helper was what gluten glutinous foods like junk foods would I eat a lot of if uh, if I could F- number one that M M&M and M cookie so put that down M M&M and M cookie and then your category version is just like junk foods that you can have at the drop of a hat could be really specific yeah. could be a thing like in New York that you yeah. had once or it could just be something that you love there's no ramifications no which is what healthy. I do anyway wonderful pizza wonderful I love wonderful. Pizza. Love know. pizza. There so are much. certain junk foods too that I really, especially as I get older, like I recognize the um, emotional benefits so much differently and more intensely. And pizza right. is one of those foods where I'm like, I will feel uh, emotionally taken care of by oh, yeah. this pizza. Yeah. Like this pizza will make me feel oh, yeah. like everything's going to be okay as if it were speaking to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Inside my stomach. And it's great in LA. Like you could be in your car and like no one sees you when you're eating. So you can yeah. kind of like, you know. Sneak an entire Sneak. pizza while you're eating. <laughs> 
She likes to drive and eat pizza, guys. Sometimes both at the same time. Drive throughs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So I got pizza for you. Uh, M M&M and M cookie for me because I so appreciate you bringing that. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna just go. You know what? I'm gonna go with. This is super high school. So this is not something that I would necessarily do now, but it's something I could not do now, and it speaks to the high school me. Olive Garden breadsticks. Ooh, yeah. With Alfredo dip. Like an Alfredo sauce dip. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would make me so sick, you guys. That would make me so sick. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, next so for I you. Should I one? Yeah. Hmm. I love chips. Like, I love Dorito mm-hmm. cheese nacho chips. Salty. Salty. Yeah. Nacho. I like carby things. Yeah. I'm not a big sweets person. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, okay, and then last one for me, I guess, will be... Uh, I, I do like going back back in the day. So I'm going to go also something that I ate so much of in high school that I could never eat now would be um, like s'mores or brown sugar and cinnamon mm. Pop-Tarts. Mm. Those two flavors. I didn't want the fruit. That seemed healthy. Mm. <laughs> Even with like the white frosting and no. the sprinkles, I was like, fruit, no, no thanks. No, 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 no. But the s'mores, they really, I mean, does anyone still eat those? They like knock that out of I the had park. A s'mores s'more pop tarts. But s'mores pop tarts, you know, you just like stick it in. And then it's like the s'more without the messiness of the s'more because you just break it open mm. and all that stuff's in the middle, but it's still a nice, clean treat. Good Brilliant. for the car. Good for the Brilliant. car. Uh, okay, and then what's your third one? I do like Wendy's cheeseburgers. Great. That's yeah. so specific. What about Wendy's cheeseburgers does it for you? I don't know. It's just they have like some sort of creamy thing in the middle, like okay. mayo. It's kind of mayo tasting. Okay. The only thing that I find bullshit, to be quite frank, <laughs> when you go to the drive through and you order cheeseburger with fries, um, you know, they give it to you in the bag and then you go to their parking spot and you eat and there, there's no ketchup in there. So what? Like the other day I drove back. Wendy's does this? Around. I was like, hey, sorry. And can I get some ketchup? And they point to a little sign on the window and they're oh, like, no. ketchup, it says ketchup upon request. <laughs> Which I found quite yeah. shocking. I was yeah. like, you know, you can't throw in a few <sighs> packets of ketchup. Right. Or like at least ask, like, like are, would like, you like ketchup? Like are the number of people who don't want ketchups, is it so high yeah. that it's not even worth including automatic ketchup? It's very passive aggressive. <laughs> I just got mad. Like I found it very passive aggressive uh, of them. Oh, anyway. thanks, Caitlin, for saying there are no bad Harry Potter jokes. What a joy. Um... Uh, oh, now I'm getting actual questions. Like, like you from R. Lewis Ferguson, where are you? Who's tweeting right now? Um, in the front row. Uh, okay, I'm just scrolling through to see if there are any new ones that I can't um, skip. But I, I think I'm pretty happy with some of the ones that we have. So um, let's ask. We can, we can do this one together, too. Um, this is... Uh, I'll let you read it, even though you probably can't read what I said. Um, this is... Hold on. No, you wouldn't like that one. Guys, sorry, sorry. Oh, here we go. Okay, I'll explain this, but um, do you want to sit? Can you see what that says? I can't even see what that says. Someone someone that I'll have to look up afterwards and give you a shout-out asked um, for, for this. Fictional residences? So three fictional residences. I'll find out who it was so I can give you a, a real shout-out. Three fictional residences. So that would be like... Um, 
I mean, I guess the White House is a real place, but like okay. three places, like that's on a three, show? three places that's on a show or like or in a, a book or yeah. And it Ooh, doesn't have to be as specific okay. as like, if you don't have to know the exact house, but if you do, if you're like, oh my God, I always love that house yeah. from the lake house with Sandra Bullock, I would say, don't pick that. <laughs> um, don't make a Sandra Bullock, uh, lake house reference. That was a very sad movie. Um, uh, okay. So Neverland yeah. oh, from great. Peter Pan. Great, 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 great. Um, uh, no surprise to anyone. I will say, uh, Green Gables for Man of Green Gables. Okay. For sure. Um, I'm looking up to see who wrote Fictional Residences because I want to be able to acknowledge you. I don't know. Uh, Um, I don't know. Like a house from 90210. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Sure. You took mine. Some sort of rich house. Uh, Ooh, that brownstone from the nanny. Oh, great. That'd be nice. <laughs> great. Uh, I'll go back to New York if I can live there. That's wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, okay, my, uh, next one for <clears throat> me, fictional residence. Um, this is hard when it's on the spot. I didn't prepare any answers, guys. Yeah. So uh, fictional residences, fictional residences. Mm-hmm. How about uh, the Cosby's house? From the Cosby Ooh, show, yeah. I would totally live at the Cosby's house. If the rest of the Cosby's were there. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, I could take Denise's room, Also, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, their house. Sure. You want that one? I'll do that one. Great. Fresh (laughs) Prince. Um, I would also live fictional residences. What do I love? Anyone? (laughs) Heather? What? Someone said something. Hogwarts? Would I? I don't know. I feel like I might be creepy if I'm not a professor there or a student. And I'm just like, and I'm not moaning Myrtle, you know? I'm just like a random person. Yeah, maybe I would live, I think I would live maybe in Cora's, I would maybe live in Cora's village. I would maybe live with with her water tribe, because that would be rad. And then I could like hang out in the snow with those cool outfits that they wear. So Cora's village. Yeah. Fern Gully, that movie Fern Gully. It's over. We're moving on. (laughs) We already finished that category. Okay. Um, Oh my God. Oh, the little mermaid. I would love to. Do you want to get rid of one of these? Would you like the nannies. Oh, I want to okay. live in the right. little mermaid. All right, great. Little area. Great, 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 great. Okay, and then I'm going to just come up with one for you based on what we've talked about. So I'm going to say. Um, so you guess one. For yeah, here's here's one that I would like to ask you. If uh, if you could like cop the style of any sort of specific thing that you feel like now it doesn't make sense or you can't pull it off. Just, it could be as specific. I was like, it could be like 1920 style or it could just be like, I love this person's style, but I don't feel like I could pull it off. Oh, so you know what I mean? I Three. That for whatever reason, yeah, or it just seems yeah. like too much work or it'd be yeah. too uncomfortable, like painful clothes, but I that look wish good. I was one of those girls who could wear a jumpsuit yeah, or like those jumpers, because yeah. I love how they look, and yeah. they look really good on like long, lean figures, but I'm kind of short, and I'm curvy, so jumpsuits are not a good idea All for right. me. I don't want to so, believe but that, but I understand if that's how you feel. I would love to wear one of those little jumpsuits. That's a great one. Thingies. That's a great one. Um, Aya then, Cash looks great. Oh, yeah, she can rock a jumpsuit, but she's not super tall. Anyway, listen, but I think you can work thin. it, but I understand. She's thin. Uh, okay, let's um, let's do another one. You have two more because okay. I'm not going to answer that one. That one's just for you. Just okay. for you, baby. Okay. Wait, so what do I do? Yeah, right another t- two more styles. Two more oh, styles. Oh, um, hmm. Hmm. oh, it was Russell. Russell, it was Russell Rowe. I'm so sorry, Russell, my friend Russell. Uh, um. Uh, texted the or tweeted the um the residences question bell bottoms 
Like from right. the 70s? I don't know. Bell bottoms. God, I could never either. Like tie-dye yeah. bell bottoms. Tie-dye bell bottoms. Amazing. Was that ever a thing? In the 70s, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Was it? Were people tie-dyeing their bell bottoms? I don't know. I'm going with it. I'm totally going with it. I know. I really need to yes and on this one. I didn't. I apologize. Um, Um, A third one. Hmm. Hmm. I don't. Oh. Um. Um. Oh, overalls. Great. Interesting. I'm seeing like a. There's a there's a trend. A trend that I understand. By the way. Jean shorts. Yeah. A trend. Anything a long, tall, thin person can wear. I understand. Like Suzanne. I understand. I understand. <laughs> Anything that she could wear. I love it. I do feel like I wish. You know, there was a place in, um, God, I think it was Stockholm or might have been uh, Copenhagen. I can't remember. Listen, I'm such a jet setter. I can't even remember <laughs> which Scandinavian country I was in. But there was this um, store that just sold like adult onesies. And so they were like, it was sort of like a, a jumpsuit, but it was also um, sort of like, uh, I got to rush through this now. It was sort of like a jumpsuit, but it was also like pajamas, like little kid pajamas. Um, not like yours, Cole, that you still have that I love uh, seeing you in uh, for Totally False People sketches. Okay, I got to get through these because um, I definitely want to enjoy Honey Honey some more. Um, okay, so another one that, uh, some, that you can ask me is... Um, Let's let's do Does another Cora one. Let's do a Cora. Yeah, we'll do we'll do that here too. That's <laughs> also true. Listening to us, ask I me, feel kind of bad. Did you saw this um, one on? You saw this one online, right? Favorite Coras. Okay. Uh, so Janet, I want yes, to. I have a question. Um, what are some of your? Fa- oh wait, and who's this person? At Melanie. Oh, yeah. she yeah. got at Melanie. Yeah, she, I, she might. There might have been an extra part of that that I just okay. thought she would know who it was. Um, if I didn't what say. are some of your favorite core characters? And to like, hang who would out I hang with? out with? Who would you? Um, hang out with? I would definitely hang out with Bolin. He's rad and hilarious. And I write this and down. And Pabu right? would come in. Yeah. So B O L I N. Okay. Um, I would definitely hang out with Varric. Okay. I, I mean, really, I'm just picking the funniest characters because they make me laugh so hard. But um, and I mean, I would definitely hang out with Naga because she's rad. Um, That's uh, N-A-G-A Sorry Okay Um, Okay great Uh, Let's do another one together Because we're going to We're going to knock these out Um, If we could Okay um, Nicholas Hey Nicholas Wants to know If we could turn into any animals Three animals We can turn into I like that one We can turn into three different animals Which three would you be? I do have a story about this too But we don't have time right now I wish we did Um, I would Oh I would love to be a kangaroo Great Because the little, little pouch. pouch, sure, like sure. Pouch. <laughs> so convenient. The built-in purse, I understand. Um, uh, I go three in a row. Right uh, now. You know what? what I can you? give you two. We okay, can, what do you um, do? Uh, what do you want an do? otter. Okay. I ought to be an otter. And why? Why? I'm going to go. Uh, and why? Uh, adorable, just so freaking cute. Yeah. And also very fluid and wonderful underwater. Yeah. Like just yeah. cute and yeah. they get the job That's done. That's a good one. I would love to also be a panda. Great. Because I love like the black and the white. It's just like yeah. a very great fashion pretty, choice. <laughs> it's just a very it's a good looking animal. Striking animal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, oh boy, listen, I gotta I gotta just go for it and say a wolf. Ooh. Yeah, like an Arctic wolf. Because I like to talk about how much I love that movie, Never Cry Wolf. Okay. Um I'm so not used to having someone else write it down. I was like, Arctic Wolf, got it. I'm... And then a dolphin. 
A dolphin. Great. That's a great one. You know what? I mean, put me down for dolphin yeah. so we can dolphin out together. Yeah, maybe. we can swim around. That's not an expression. Such but I encourage spin. you to make it one. So we're just dolphining out Dolphins up in the suite. Are so smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Wait, what's your zodiac sign? Aquarius. You? I'm a Scorpio. Is oh, that a you sign? are such a Scorpio, you guys. We'll talk about this offline. <laughs> uh, what's a what? It's an air sign. It's weird because oh. it's like the water okay, bearer, but okay. it's an air sign. Um, okay. What's your sign? Yeah. Oh, you're both great. Yeah, guys, yeah. Big time. Okay, how about... Um, okay, you can ask me this one. Can you see what this says? Biking trip? Yeah. And so that's what? Susan. Like, where would you want to go on a biking yeah, trip? Yeah, three... So, at yeah. Susan says, uh, where would you want to go on a biking trip? Three biking trips. Love it. Um, I would like to go to... Uh, I would like to go to... I think Spain would be Ooh, fun. I don't yes. know if it's like a really yeah. bikeable country, but I want to go and it would I be great to do it on a bike, right? Why not? There. Um, I would have said Denmark, but now I know that everyone is on a bike in Denmark and when I was there, I was like, this is too many. I, that's it. I, I never thought I would say that, but I was like, I couldn't bike here because yeah. it is like a, the same way you feel about yeah. LA traffic. That's yeah. how it is with bikes there. I'm not even exaggerating. Oh, yeah. um, but let's go Iceland. Can Ooh. you bike in Iceland? I don't know. Uh, and, um, how about, um, you know, I would love to be able to like do an, a cycling trip of mm-hmm. that road trip I talk about sometimes on the podcast, which is basically like Montana, Wyoming, um, Colorado kind mm-hmm. of, I'd be have to such be such a badass if I could cycle that, Ooh. um, for you, I want to know three vacation homes, three anywhere Ooh. in the world. <laughs> hmm. Oh, I don't know. Um, how are we running so out of time? Sorry, I, re- I really poorly manage this. Um, we only have ten Australia. minutes. Australia, great. No, I know I forced you to be like, great. Uh, Australia. What are three places that I can think of? Spain, Australia, Spain, and um, I don't know. Um, um, hmm. I know. Now I'm really Italy. putting the pressure on you. I yeah, that's a great choice. Sure. Listen, these are all great choices. Um, okay, I will answer, uh, uh, oh, Tiana, I'm just going to rush through this. I'm so That's sorry, guys. Fine. I really poorly managed my time. Now, why is the time limited? Because it's streaming, so oh. and it cuts off, and there has to be another podcast Got in here. it. Got um, it. Uh, Tiana asked, if I could spend a day with um, listeners of, to the podcast, what would I want to do with them? And um, I think that I would probably want to, like, be wandering around. I, this is so dorky but i do think that I, I would just like to wander around prince edward island canada with the janitors and just have picnics and play mash together and then like somehow it turns into like a weird non-creepy slumber party <laughs> um but I, I thought that was a really cute question uh okay then for you um something somebody from the audience give Wait, us a shout I out of a category and we'll both answer it no, uh, yes oh yeah oh yeah i have to pick three things oh god so non-creepy slumber party yeah great 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 um, I would say uh, uh, I would like to be on the Orient Express and solve a fake murder. Mm, Agatha Christie. Yeah. <laughs> you won! Um, and then last one would be um, I would like to uh, build snowmen okay. until we all froze to death from frostbite and they found our bodies in a, one giant hug. Um, okay. A non-creepy snowman building experience. For sure. That still ends with death. Um, okay. Uh, somebody from, from the crowd, shout out a category and we'll answer it. Any role in any movie, past, present, or future. We've got to do it fast. Got to do it fast. 
I saw Silver Linings Playbook the other night, and yeah, I, great. I think Jennifer Lawrence's role is really great. Yeah, love it. Um, ooh, Reese Witherspoon's role in Walk the Line. Great, great, love great, that great, role. great. Um, ooh, Amy Adams' role in Junebug. Junebug. Ooh, God, those are great choices. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, get ready to write this down. This is the last category we'll do. Um, Meryl Streep's character in Death Becomes Her. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Steve love- Martin's role in All of Me. Um, and uh, uh, Harold Ramis's role in Ghostbusters. Oh. Because I've always wanted to work with you Emmy Hudson. You have some balls. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Um, okay. okay, so uh, we're going to go solve this mash conundrum um, together uh, while the amazing Honey Honey plays a song. Guys, I'd like to welcome you back up. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna, I'm just going to have um, Kether cross these off in a second. Um, yeah, real quick. Well, these guys set up. Tell me when to stop. I'm just doing a thing. Tell me when to stop. Okay. One, two, three, four. Okay, so here's what you have to do while they're setting up. This is very exciting. Um, so what you do is it's a process of elimination. So there's four. And so what you're going to do is the, I did, there's like four little rings. So you're going to go with both of ours you're, while we're singing, we're going to go one, two, three, four. And then you're, when you hit the fourth, you cross it out and then one, two, three, four, cross that one out. Yeah. And with mine too, if you don't mind. So you can just like match up whatever got crossed out on in this. You can match up to this. Does that make sense? She's really showing a natural talent for um, mash crossing offing. Good stuff. And so when you so when you get to the end of a like when you there's only one left, you circle that, and then that's that's like that's the one you end up with, and that's the one I end up with, and they'll match here too. Remember? Uh, yeah. This was such a surprise, unexpected, amazing time. I mean, I knew it was going to be fun, but this is crazy. Um, I'm so glad you guys are here. Thank you so much. God, that was a crazy coincidence. Thanks. Remember when I found out that they went to high school together? Oh. Right? Yeah. It's still shocking. <laughs> Feels like it just happened. Oh, my God. Um, oh, wait. I don't. Well, why am I looking? I want you to know that I'm not looking at what I'm getting. I'm just looking... I guess I'm just making sure you're not screwing it up. <laughs> and you're not. Same thing. Perfect. And then just, yeah, and then just make sure those are, or I can do it. Totally ready. Yeah. All, oh, yeah. Super ready. Okay. Sorry. I think we were vamping for each other just then. That could have gone on for a long time. Okay, cool. Yeah, I okay, thought we perfect. were just hanging out. Okay. Then, uh, cool, this song's called Don't Know How, and it's off our record called Billy Jack. It's, uh, it's around, floating on the interweb somewhere.
get rid of your smell I smashed all the clocks that had the right Time to tell me how long it has been Since we party ways Don't know how to leave you when I want to stay So go, 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 go on without me now Lose me true for me. I spend uh, so much time in the car doing that, and I just got to do it for real. That was amazing. Thank you guys so much for letting me be a part of that. Um, What do we have, like a minute less? Are we now going over? How are we doing? Great. Listen, this is the fastest reveal ever. Kather, I'm excited to tell you the following. Number one, uh, you can rock overalls like nobody's business. That's that's a I, I see a sexy overall Kather in in the future, Thank regardless you. of whether you think you can rock it. Um, I want to. Uh, I don't know if you wear overalls when you're down in your Little Mermaid world, but I want to congratulate you on that as your little vacation home. Oh no, that's your residence. Listen, you live there full time. Uh, the only time you ever are not there is when you're on vacation at your home in Spain. Oh, nice. 
Mansion. Mansion oh. in Spain. Well done, you. Um, uh, whenever you want to, you can turn into a, an adorable, cuddly panda. I'd like to see those overalls on a panda, if possible. Um, and I also want to let you know that you can have uh, unlimited Wendy's cheeseburgers whenever you like. No physical ramifications of any kind to your health. And I loved your work in Junebug. Thank you. So that's your mash future. What's mine? Um, wait, what order? What order? No pressure. No, you can okay. pick whatever you want. Um, you're going to live in a mansion. Wonderful. Uh, you're going to be eating lots of s'mores in the mansion. That is a super um, good news. Oh, that is a super good uh, news. Uh, oh, you're also going to be a wolf Great. while you're in the mansion. Great. And Great to get to wolf out. And just then like what we all wanted to do. Outside of the mansion, wolf. you get to build snowmen with the with, JV Club with, listeners. With, with the J Cle- JV Club listeners. It's great. Until I accidentally turn into a wolf and eat everyone. Um, it's fine. I'll be a real cute wolf. And wait, what about Cora's Village? Oh, oh, okay. So that's where oh, yeah, my residence I live there. Cora's Village. Wonderful. Where's and, my vacation home? Um, in Iceland. Perfect. Couldn't be and, happier with this. Um, you're going to be watching a lot of Ghostbusters. No, I fucking oh. am in Ghostbusters. Oh, you're in for God's sake. How dare you? In, How dare you, sir? <laughs> and then who's my buddy that I hang out with all oh, the time? Oh, Naga. How did I miss okay. that with you? Oh, no, because that was my special question. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so I ended up with Naga. Yeah. And also, one of you ended up with Naga. Uh, we're about to be done, but I'm going to figure this out with you guys um, as it's tweeted. But I'm going to say that my favorite question... I'm going to go with uh, Susan's bike trip question. I thought that was a really great fun question. Okay. We, we, we lost sound even for a second. That's like us getting kicked out for sure. Like, we turned that sound off! Um, you guys, thank you so much for coming. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. And, uh, and thanks again to Honey Honey. Thanks and thanks for listening to, to my- Oversharing. I really loved your oversharing. You really came. You really delivered. You really delivered. Thanks, you guys. Enjoy the rest of uh, LA Podfest. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.